Hello. Hi. Welcome to Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mary. And I'm Kylie. We are a mother-daughter duo interested in true crime. Some material may be disturbing because we do discuss murder. And adult beverages. We try not to swear, but sometimes bad words do fall out. <laughs> Join in on the conversation. Find us on Instagram at Sipping with Snapped. Tweet us at Sipping Snapped. To suggest a story, find us online, www.sippingwithsnapped.com. Or join our Facebook group, Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. So, uncork your favorite bottle of wine. Or pour yourself a cocktail and let's talk snapped. Hello. Hi, Kylie, and hello, nosy neighbors. Hey. <laughs> what's up? You want to know what's going on? Oh, we yes. want to know what's going on. Let's share. And this is a special bonus episode. Woohoo. You can't see my mom right now, but she's doing some sort of shoulder shuffle. <laughs> it's a shoulder dance. And since it's the holiday season, we decided to do another homicide. Holiday homicide. <laughs> Nothing like singing about homicide at the holidays, right? Oh yeah, that sounds so bad. Maybe I shouldn't do it. I know, but I like it because like you had such a big smile. It was so genuine. You were like, it's time to do a holiday season episode. Right? It's the homicide season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mm -hmm. side note, I need to tell you something. My friend, uh, she was walking trooper and found a woman laying in the woods. No. Yes. Called out to her a while. No response. Called 911. <gasps> yes. And then. Your dog walking friend? Yes. And then it turned out that she was alive, but this dude came out of nowhere <gasps> and tried to take her down. So my friend followed and luckily the police intercepted at the bottom. Oh my gosh. Yes. So she saved. It was creepy. She only had one shoe on. Her face was bleeding. Holy shit. Yes. And then. I was only kidding when it came to 75% people who walk dogs find a body. I know. And then later she got a phone call to see exactly where she found the woman because they were going back to the scene. So something was definitely going on because he was claiming to be her dad. But oh my gosh. Yeah, mm. but that's so suspicious. Oh my gosh. She saved her. Yeah, exactly. She was like, I think I saved her life. That listener deserves a sticker. I know. I sent one with the Christmas card. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Speaking of stickers, we're closing out the year with a new Patreon member. Shout out to the Patreon member, Leilani. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's such a cool name. I looked it up. I know. If you want to join our Patreon too, thank you for much 
wait thank you so much for your support yes yes thank you and if you would like to join our patreon there will be a link in our show notes yes just scroll down at the bottom nice and easy or you can go to patreon.com slash sipping with snapped yes please and check it out we will put out more content there for you if you need to binge i feel like i've been binging more lately as i've been traveling more for the holidays yes and so i've been needing like oh man i I wish it came out more than once a week so Mm -hmm. get yourself more yes bonus episodes if you become a patreon member so thank you patreon member lilani thank you we appreciate you yes our nosy neighbor yeah i know right looking over the fence Mm -hmm. and so what are we peeking (laughs) over the fence what neighbor well i was going to say since it's the holiday season i hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday and you are making memories with your friends and sipping on your mimosas in the morning oh my gosh yes and your eggnog in the afternoon oh yes yes so this senseless murder occurred in Locust Grove, Oklahoma. Ooh. We have not been to Oklahoma. Everything is not okay in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Locust Grove, okay. <laughs> so Locust Grove is located in eastern Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It is a tiny, rural, tight-knit community, and the population is less than 3,000 people. So Locust Grove, is that like the spring flower? Like locust? Locust. It's like the bug. A locust. Isn't it a locust that is the purple one? A locust, that's what invaded... Remember the the locusts that came in the Bible? What is that purple flower that means that spring's here? That's a crocus. <laughs> a locust is a really ugly bug that people eat. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. I know what that is now. <laughs> anyway, this was the kind of community where people did not lock their doors and they were very trusting. Yeah, because everyone knew everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, it didn't sound like it was a pass through town, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't near any major facility. It was about 45 minutes to an hour east of Tulsa. You were going there to see somebody of Locust Grove. Yes, yes. So I I would like to introduce you to two of Locust Grove's residents. Yeah. Former residents. Ooh. 65-year-old Jack mm-hmm. and his 66-year-old wife, Elaine. Jack and Elaine. Jack and Elaine. And every time I wrote their names, I just started singing Jack and Diane. <laughs> that little, little, little <laughs> Jack Raymond Denny was born on October 29th, 1942 in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Ooh, a Halloween almost. Yes, almost, almost. But Broken Arrow, isn't that a cool name of a town? Uh-huh. Jack worked and retired from Grand River Dam Authority. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he ever went on the dam tour. <laughs> and he loved making things in his workshop. Oh. In 1961, he married a woman named Nelma Elaine Childress. She went by her middle name, Elaine. I can see why, Nelma. <laughs> yes, Nelma could be tough, I think. Mm-hmm. Elaine was born on November 24th, 1941 in Wellington, Texas. Oh, they're like a month apart. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I just think about like the... He was born in 1942, October. She was born in 1941, November. So they're 11 months apart. I know. Okay. I was thinking in like the scheme of the year, it was his birthday, then Halloween, then her birthday, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas. That's the way I think about when birthdays land is like... This is true. When in the cluster of the quote unquote holiday season are they, you know? Mm-hmm. Smack down. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The two had two children, a son named Chris and a daughter named Sarah. Mm-hmm. Elaine was a homemaker and she loved to bake, especially around the holidays. Mm-hmm. She baked for all of her neighbors Aww. and peanut butter was a specialty. That's awesome. So she would be one that, to like drop off a tin of baked goods. Of goodies. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. And peanut brittle is something that I want to learn how to make. But instead of peanuts, I think I would put cashews or almonds in it. Ooh, cashew brittle sounds good. Oh. Almond seems like it goes with chocolate to me, not a, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. It needs a semi-sweet. I just, I want to make brittle. I need a brittle recipe. Yeah. Ooh, if you do, send it up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you guys are my guinea pigs. If your kids will eat it, anyone will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> my youngest eats everything. everything. Yeah, you think? <laughs> On December 25th, 2007, their daughter Sarah, her husband Ladney, L A D N E Y, Ladney, and their three children, who were ages 9, 11, and 14, excitedly went to Jack and Elaine's house with gifts in tow because it was Christmas morning. Yeah. They all knocked on the door and there was no answer. So they checked the door and as I said before, it was unlocked because of the, where they lived. So Sarah was a little bit suspicious that grandma and grandpa didn't come and meet their grandkids because it was Christmas, Christmas morning. morning. Yeah. So she told her children to go away by the car mm-hmm. and she and her husband decided to go inside. Yeah, because she's like, I know my mom, she would be here to greet us. Mm-hmm. And she's not busy with something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They let themselves in and what they would find would change Christmas forever. Uh, I'm so glad that she sent her kids to the car. Yes, me too. This is something that no child should see or adult for that matter. Yeah. So leaving her children outside, Sarah and her husband went in to find her parents. Mm-hmm. They entered the dining room and they saw what they thought was a garbage bag laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. It was not a garbage bag. It was a pool of blood. Oh, God. Uh, you forget that it's so dark that it could look like that. Mm-hmm. It looked like a black garbage bag. Yeah. Both of Sarah's parents were lying on the floor, and Sarah just knew that her parents were deceased. Uh-huh. She screamed, ran out of the room, and then her husband called 911. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So since it was Christmas Day and several law enforcement officers were on holiday, mm-hmm. the sheriff called the Oklahoma State Bureau of investigation they are called the osbi uh-huh so the osbi came and they found several nine millimeter shell casings and bullet fragments on the scene so they're kind of like the state fbi correct okay yes the oklahoma state fbi so they're detectives they're not just like another police force yes got it yes these guys are they're the real deal yeah did you know in order to be in the fbi you either have to be in the military or a police officer first 
I did not know that. I didn't either. A girl I play ball with told me. Huh. Yeah. That is true. They're all considered consultants, usually. Mm -hmm. The ones that um, are in it, but never served. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's true. With all of these bullet casings and fragments all over the floor, Mm -hmm. the authorities called this killing an overkill, quote unquote. Oh. Jack's well and also the age of them yes you know they're grandparents they're senior citizens retired senior citizens exactly they're not gonna be a real physical threat to you Mm -hmm. so to shoot them that many times Mm -hmm. Jack's wallet was found on the floor it was open and all the cash was missing Mm -hmm. but the detectives were unsure if there was cash in the wallet yeah (laughs) I never have it (laughs) yeah this is an older couple so usually there's some money in there a two dollar bill yes a two dollar bill more like a 20 (laughs) but all of his credit cards were left behind yeah you can't use those and then his glasses were also found on the floor next to the wallet it was determined not to be a burglary because jack and elaine's two cars were left in the garage Uh and both cars had keys in them oh wow it's that much yeah doors unlocked and keys in cars so there were no valuables taken there were tvs guns and computers left in the house yeah so finger and handprints were all taken on the scene Mm -hmm. authorities followed up with several leads but nothing came of it autopsy determined that the murders occurred on december 23rd oh my yes two days before christmas oh that's so sad yes both jack and elaine were shot in the head and their torso oh How did they not talk to them in between on the 24th? I guess you just assume that the plans would be good. Yeah. Like, hey, see you on Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just are like, well, girl, my mom doesn't really text me back. 2007. So there wasn't texting. There were phone calls, but depending upon where she lived. If you left a voicemail, then Mm -hmm. she might have thought that was sufficient. Yeah. You know, like, hey, must have caught you after you went to bed. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, I know the son lived hours away, Mm -hmm. but the daughter lived in town. Okay. The daughter and her husband, Ladley, were both teachers at the local high school. So maybe they were like, okay, we just taught. These kids are crazy. Yeah. Let's rest on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. So this was a nightmare for law enforcement. They could not find anyone with any ill feelings towards Jack or Elaine Denny. Yeah. Or a motive to kill them. Exactly. They didn't take anything. Mm -hmm. So they did not know where to focus their attention. Mm -hmm. The community lived in fear they wanted answers they weren't getting them they started locking their doors they started lo- that's exactly what i yeah. wrote they started locking their doors and buying surveillance cameras wow all tips that came in were followed up on no matter how crazy detectives would finger and handprint criminals on the street hoping for a match to the fingerprints that they took on the scene okay so they got usable prints but it was nobody that was in the system correct okay so everyone was frustrated mm-hmm September 2008, authorities received a letter from a man who claimed to have killed the couple What? because he was promised drugs and cash to do so. What? This, of course, sparked interest in the investigators. Yeah. 
But I guess it could also be a crazy tip. Yes. <laughs> the crime was on the news. What if someone just wanted kudos for it, you know? Right. Exactly. Like, I can go to jail and blame it on, like, being high or something. Mm -hmm. There were some accurate details in the letter and also some inaccurate details in the letter. Okay. So now it was time to corroborate the letter to see if this person's telling the truth. Okay. Was it a false confession? The author of that letter was Justin James Walker. Mm -hmm. He had been in and out of jail since 2005. He was released September 20th, 2007 after serving two years of his five-year sentence for stealing. Okay. He was back in jail June 24th, 2008. So this was September 2008. Mm -hmm. He was in jail for burglary, assault with a dangerous weapon, and unauthorized use of a vehicle. I'm thinking unauthorized use of a vehicle is stealing a vehicle yeah exactly mm -hmm. so he was out of jail during the time of the murder during the murder he was yes but now that he's back in jail investigators went and questioned him mm -hmm. there was not much to connect Justin with the murder of Jack and Elaine. So they let it go. They questioned him. There wasn't any physical proof. They just let it go. Yeah. Because if the prints don't match either, then... Correct. The prints didn't match either. You've got that right there. They did, however, get a match from the palm print that was taken. Oh. And it was the funeral director. What? He didn't put his gloves on yet and he touched oh. the dryer. Yes. They think he might have lost his balance, touched the dryer, yeah. and that was that. Oh. Yeah. So that went nowhere. Yeah. Justin was released March 1st, 2011. Mm -hmm. He did not change his ways because on May 8th, 2014, he used a firearm to steal a car and he had possession of a controlled substance. Detectives interviewed him again about the murders of Jack and Elaine mm -hmm. and he recanted what he said before. Huh. Like, oh, I was kidding. JK. JK. Funny joke. I was bored while I was in jail. Decided to I just needed a pen pal. Yeah, I just decided I wanted to visit her. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to get out of here for a little while. Yeah, exactly. I wanted some drama. Drama. <laughs> ten years would go by. What? After these ten years, an unsolved case task force. Uh-huh. So basically a cold case task force was created. And you're, this is ten years since the murder. Since the murder. Okay. So this was December 2017. Wow. The OSBI announced our $10,000 reward for any information that leads to an arrest of the deaths of Jack and Elaine Denny. Uh-huh. This was the largest reward allowed at the time. Okay. In the state of Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Okay. With the anniversary of the Denny's death, a tip line was set up mm -hmm. and then police asked the news stations to like show a clip yep. in hopes that maybe it'll stir something up. Right? Because sometimes after enough time, guilt starts to get to people so just seeing it again and not be or maybe hey somebody wasn't so quiet yeah because as luck would have it a co-worker of a mental health facility worker mm -hmm. was watching the news and he called the tip line why he said that a patient at the mental hospital admitted to having a role in this crime really so investigators went to that mental hospital to ask the facility worker uh-huh but that information was protected by HIPAA. Oh, no. Do you know what HIPAA is? That's any sort of patient confidentiality, whether it be an attorney or a doctor of some sort. Correct. 
Well, HIPAA stands for the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, mm-hmm. and it prevents healthcare professionals from divulging personal details on their clients. Yes. I looked it up. That's why you've got to sign all that stuff when you go to the doctor's office. They didn't always have HIPAA. When I was a kid, there was no HIPAA. Really? A doctor could say in the middle of Times Square, she needs coochie killer. No way. Yep. That's crazy. They could just tell. Well, yeah, that's true. Nobody nobody asked you to sign anything. No, we didn't. We didn't sign anything. You had a room full of people just watching you <laughs> give birth. <laughs> yes. Come on in. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> so do you think that this would be the end of the investigation? No, because we don't do those crimes. That's right. <laughs> no. The district attorney discovered that a grand jury subpoena Mm -hmm. is an exception to HIPAA. (gasps) No way. I did not know. They served a grand jury subpoena to that mental health professional, which gave them permission to divulge the name of the person who admitted to that murder. Wow. And guess who that person was? Who was it? Was it that guy that already said? It was Justin Walker, the one that wrote the letter. Oh my God. Yes. Justin was dating a girl. This was all in the questioning, the subpoena. Uh Uh-huh. So this is the questioning. Okay. Turns out Justin was dating a girl who had an abusive uncle. Mm -hmm. So Justin was going to kill the uncle. Uh Uh-huh. He went to the wrong house. (gasps) Yes. No. Isn't that terrible? That's awful. I mean, the whole thing's just terrible. No, like he shouldn't, she shouldn't have been out for blood in general. Yes. But the fact that it, uh-huh. the other, oh yes. no. Yes, 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 yes. So Justin was indicted. Uh-huh. And then he was arrested on that indictment. He was brought to court and he pled not guilty. Oh. Do you want to know why he pled not guilty? HIPAA. No. Insanity. Insanity! Because he was already in the mental thing. Yes! And he's like, I already confessed to you and you told me, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember they asked the mental health facility worker? Yeah. Yes, so he was somehow in a mental health facility. Yeah, okay. I got it. He pled not guilty. Would his mental condition be an issue to determine his guilt? I feel like um, my cousin Vinny. I know, right? <laughs> Where you're like leading it on. No, no, because this happened before. Correct. The defense went with that whole mental disease or defect route. Mm-hmm. And the prosecution stated that Justin was always found competent in his previous criminal episodes oh that's so smart like if he was competent enough when he was stealing his cars and charged for doing this and that and the other thing then the stuff that happened before or after this crime exactly then why is he not competent this one time that's right just this one time don't cherry who so it countered this insanity defense Uh uh-huh march 9th 2018 justin walker a agreed to a plea deal. Ah, uh, to take 
death off the table? Do they have death in Oklahoma? That the whole trial off the table. Is it okay? Not okay. <laughs> he pled guilty to an amended charge of two counts of second degree murder. Oh. He admitted that he shot Jack and Elaine. Yeah. And the plea deal was bittersweet for the family. Yeah, because... Because they didn't get to hear him testify or hear the whole story of what happened or why. <gasps> oh, no. So they never got to hear the reasoning? Mm -mm. Because it was still protected? Actually. If we know, then they've got to know, actually. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> With the plea deal, he didn't testify. They didn't testify on their parents' or relatives' behalf. <gasps> they weren't able to give their victim statement thingy. There was no... Yes, yes. Yeah, there was no, like, sentencing type. None of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't get their day in court. That's right. But they did ask for him to say what happened and he just spilled a bunch of shit. So it really didn't matter uh -huh. what he said because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So the Denny family, they were all in attendance in the court and they listened to Justin Walker accept his 40-year sentence from the judge. Mm -hmm. That sentence won't start until after he finishes a 15-year sentence for that crime that happened in 2014. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's not served concurrently. Correct. Did I talk about? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah for the, the using the firearm, stealing the car, and possession of, of a controlled substance. Yes. So he has to finish that 15-year sentence before the 40-year sentence of the double murder. It's 40 flat. It's not this to this. Correct. Nice. It's 40. Okay. So the 37-year-old convicted murderer will spend the next 50 years in prison. Nice. So that should be where he'll die. He'll be 87 when he gets out. Yep. If. If is good. Nice. Best part is, what? he doesn't have any children. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, what happened when he got out and realized what he did wrong? That he killed the wrong people. I know. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, they're just like, oh. I mean, like, he was probably high on drugs. Yeah. He went to the wrong house, killed the wrong people. 37, not 73. Ah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I'm wondering, did the girlfriend break up with him after the murder? Oh. When she figured out that, hey, that guy did it. I know. Did they look into the abusive uncle? Did she even know that that's the reason why oh. the neighbor died? Wait, 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 wait. What if, what if it was like going to be her Christmas present? Like, you know what? I'm going to get you, babe. I'm going to take care of your uncle for you. That is a demented and shitty gift. Yeah. And uh, sorry, nothing for Christmas this year, except I'm going into hiding. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that oh, relationship man. turned out. Maybe she dumped him when he got arrested again. Right? One of them. I mean, they're definitely not together now. He stinks. Mm -hmm. Well, that was interesting. I'm glad he got caught. Yes. It's a bummer it took so long, but he was in jail most of that time anyway, so it's not as bad. Yes, he wasn't a menace to society. Exactly. He was just kept alive by taxpayers' dollars. Yeah, well, Jazz. All right. Well, thank you for telling me the story. My pleasure. Let's hope that that piece of shit does not have a very happy Christmas, but let's hope our listeners have a wonderful holiday. Yes. Drive. Fly, travel safe wherever you're going. We have another episode coming out on Wednesday. So forget that. <laughs> have a good holiday. Then listen to your mothers while on holiday. And make good choices. Cheers. Cheers.
going. Thank you for listening. Sipping with Snapped is an independent podcast. So the best way you can support us is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. This podcast is researched, written, and edited by us. I'm Mary the mom. I'm Kylie the daughter. Thank you to Caleb Cook for lending his musical talents for our theme music. And tune in next Wednesday for another Sipping with Snapped episode. Cheers! Cheers. Hey Logan, say I love you! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>